Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome to the podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme and as always it's great to have you with us and thanks for joining us and I hope you're sincerely enjoying the content. Now this week we're going to talk about some wisdom that I've come across in the month of January that I wanted to share and what I decided to do because it's had such a profound effect on my thought processes and I think it is such an amazing, amazing resource that I would like to do a series of podcasts, 12 in all, on the subject that you know, I want to talk about. So hopefully this is the first one and hopefully you will really get loads of out, out of it. Now, the reason I want to do 12 is because this is all about or it's from or been facilitated by a gentleman called Leo Tolstoy. Now, if you don't know who Leo Tolstoy was, Leo Tolstoy is one of history's great philosophers and writers. He is up there with some of the most esteemed people who've written great works and have contributed towards, I'll use the word wisdom, have contributed towards the wisdom that exists out there. And just prior to the start of 2019, I, as a little bit of a bookworm and somebody who spends probably far too much money on books, I can't resist that. I'm easy to buy presents for, as, as my kids will tell you. Um, I've got a an Amazon wish list that's longer than most people's probably. Um, I noted a book called A Calendar of Wisdom. And this calendar of wisdom is a beautiful, heavy, beautifully bound, illustrated, hardback book. And the value of it is absolutely unbelievable. Just to hold it in your hands, you feel like you're holding a million dollars. And some of the things that people have written about this book are, you know, do it a little bit of justice. You know, people who've written things like, you'll feel as if you have a devoted guide with you as you read through. And the thoughts from this book will nourish and sustain you on your own personal journey. And this is a book which is designed to be read over a 12-month period. And the reason I'm starting this podcast series is because I'm going to do a a one-month at a time. So there'll be a series of 12. So we finished January, so I'm going to present January's readings to you in a really succinct way that I hope you'll really like and will really help you. And this book is Daily Thoughts to Nourish the Soul, written and selected from the world's sacred text by Leo Tolstoy. Now, when I first got this book, I just felt completely blessed that such a beautiful volume 
you know, so sublimely bound and containing the thoughts and quotes of such a great man about the essence of the distilled wisdom from the world sacred text. How could something so, so valuable as the distilled condensed knowledge as seen and selected by such a great mind as Leo Tolstoy, how could something so valuable actually cost so little and actually be available in such a beautiful form? I think sometimes the world's values are actually upside down and I make no bones about it and don't mind having eggs thrown at me, but I was so excited when I got this book, I couldn't wait to, to get involved in it. And, and it has not in any way at all failed to have an impact on me. So, you know, as Tolstoy says, this intellectual heritage is available to all of us. And this book is part of my circle of reading that Tolstoy talks about a circle of reading. And I was inspired to share it and I'm going to share it with you. So this is what I got out of this book for January. And yes, this is a podcast about leading, managing and coaching. Well, the first thing is, we need to lead, we need to manage, and we need to coach ourselves. Because if we can't lead, manage, and coach ourselves, then we will not be able to lead, manage, and coach other people. Because the old adage that what you are speaks so loudly, I cannot hear what you say, almost never ceases to raise itself in my work in life. So I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to hopefully share some things with you that will help to make you a better coach a better leader and a better manager to influence the direction of your own life to influence the progress of the people who look up to you and to help you on your own journey and um here we go so let's enjoy let's dive in okay number one Tolstoy not only advises us but he almost implores us to select very carefully what it is you decide to read in your life and out of everything that is available, and this is a very relevant topic at the moment in this 21st century, because almost everything is available to us within seconds at the touch of a button. The wisdom is even more profound and it's even more acutely appropriate to be aware and to select what it is we are subjecting ourselves to, particularly the knowledge and information that we really take into our lives and make part of the people that we are. So Tolstoy says that there is all this amazing, amazing, and he, he calls it intellectual heritage, wisdom, knowledge, experience from great, great, great minds, people who've got perspectives on the world and, and on the universe and, and on, on the daily lives that, that they've lived that go far beyond our own ability to, to take a look at things. And all that is available to us. And he, and he implores us to be very, very careful and to be very selective in what it is we, we do. Because as coaches, we need to know what our philosophy is. We need to know what it is we are, what it is we are about, so that we can then communicate that with meaning, with an emotion, which feels right inside us that tells the people who look up to us the young boys the young girls the kids the adults the people in your team your associates what you are about what you believe in and are you worth following and if you get this right i honestly sincerely believe that this is a major piece in the jigsaw of your success and i'm certainly not sitting here saying i've got this right 
but it's something that resonates deeply within me. So be very selective and choose and take the time to choose and don't worry if you haven't yet dropped on it what it is that you want to study and be all about. Number two, which is linked to that, and I've only just realized it's a link to that. He says, have a faith no matter what it is. Believe in something. Now, what I'm not talking about here is of necessity any kind of religious faith or any kind of belief system that has to anything to do with churches or synagogues or mosques or anything of that nature. Now, whether you choose to take it in that context is absolutely fine, but have a faith. I believe in something. And ideally, and probably, if you believe in the literature that is available, if you want to be successful and happy and have a peace of mind, I think it's almost necessary to have a belief in something that's bigger than yourself. Because I don't know about you, and I don't know about your own life experience, but in my dealings and in my experience, life keeps teaching me that as human beings, we are fallible. We need something that's greater than us it's not us that keeps our hearts ticking although we contribute towards it with our health focus it's not us that keeps us breathing although we do certain things to make sure that we don't put ourselves in danger it's something else it's a life force whatever you want to call it in the lion king they call it the circle of life or the ancient chinese texts of the Tao, or or whatever it is Believe in something that's probably bigger than yourself so that you have something that allows you to have a faith, no matter what that is. Number three, serve. Live a life of service, asking frequently the question, how may I serve? I think the great, the late great Wayne Dyer was the person who really nailed this for me because ultimately, Ladies and gentlemen, again, although we're driven selfishly, we are here to be selfish beings in a way because we have to look after ourselves. We are responsible for ourselves and we need to know that our well-being is taken care of and be in a secure place to be of value to others. Living a life of service and contributing to the well-being of other people and being in a symbiotic relationship with others where we give and we take and we give and we receive is really really where it's at the two and two equals seven so constantly be asking the question how may i serve and just watch the rewards come to you and again in relationship to this remember that no man is an island we are not here on our own we cannot achieve on our own what we can achieve with others and being in that state of mind will not only help us achieve more and help us work with our people and help you be a better leader, but will actually make life happier and simpler. I've tried decades of trying to do things on my own because that's what I was taught as a child. You know, you you get up, you get on with it and you do it and you don't ask for help. You just plow on, plow on, plow on. Well, yes, you will achieve a certain amount doing that, but it's quite a limited outcome and it's extremely hard and I don't know about you folks out there but my experience is it doesn't make you happy and uh, I think there is a better way so remember that no one is an island 
use your words carefully and speak only of that which is good. You know, we've all heard the maxims about, um, you know, not speaking bad of people and not complaining, not criticizing, not condemning. That's something that I have to correct in myself every day. Find it very easy for my mind to switch into complaining mode, the traffic, other people, people who've got other agendas, things that don't go my way, people who make decisions that aren't in line with what I, the way I think things should be. And life for me offers constant reminders that I need to choose my thoughts and my words carefully. People often say that it's not what you say that's important. It's how you make them feel. How many times in your life can you recall, and it's probably only a few, whereby you think, do you know what? That person made me feel really special. And if you choose your words carefully, you can make people genuinely and sincerely, and and those are two key things, aren't they? Sincerity and genuineness. You can really make people feel special so they feel valued. And people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So maybe that's something that you can really use in your work life, in your professional life, in your leadership, in your coaching to get the very best out of people. Because there are many, many coaches who are phenomenal technical coaches, have phenomenal information. We've talked about them on previous podcasts. Maybe people like, and and I'm just going to mention a few that have come to mind because of my own interest, you know, the, the late, great Bob Paisley, Dave Sexton, just to name two people who people have talked about and written biographies about who say technically an understanding and a philosophy of the game were brilliant, but there are also a plethora of individuals who knew those people and were in direct communication and contact with those people through their professional lives who said that their inability to be successful communicators and to show other people what it is that they wanted if you like and to get on with other people and and just let's use the word people skills actually was a little bit of a little bit of an issue for them and and may may have affected their work life so you know choose your words carefully and speak only that which is good next one life is a constant battle to do what is right stay present and just aim to do your best in any given moment How many of you out there, especially you guys and ladies who, you know, set yourselves high standards are very, very self-critical and you're more self-critical of yourselves than you would be of your, the people who you care for and the people who you work with and coach and lead and manage. We can only do our best and we have to manage that thought process that actually in this moment, any person is only doing the best of what they are able to do at that time. doesn't mean we can't be better. But by being constantly aware of our ability to choose, our ability to do better, to say something better that will facilitate a better outcome from a young player, will get them to do a better pass, to understand that they can contribute more, understand that by being socially more involved, they will get more out of the game, understand that by cleaning up their room, as Jordan Peterson puts it, and turning up on time and being aligned with the philosophy of your swimming team or your business organization or your club that they will feel better and will get more out of life and become more successful as a part as a process should I say of of, of doing that 
And we have to lead people by understanding that ourselves and demonstrating that. Because any given moment in time, whether we're on an exercise regime or we're on a, a commitment process or whatever it is, we have to make those constant judgments and those calls. Am I going to eat that cream cake or am I going to down my smoothie? Drink the drink that I've made this morning that's full of healthy nutrition or I'm going to go out and, and have a Friday beer or whatever that, that question is. We have to constantly be aware of that and that never goes away. Being aware of that really helps. Next one, this relates to the people skills. Tolstoy implores us to be kind. He implores us to be kind to ourselves, to set ourselves targets, but actually to actually love ourselves and, and actually allow ourselves to be human and also to exist in that state with other people so that we can get out of other people what's best for everybody and help them to find what's good in themselves. You know, anger and rage and condemnation and criticism, in my experience, does not get anybody anywhere in the long run. It's all about digging deep and finding that kindness and that love in ourselves and if we don't love ourselves whatever that means to you it's a soft word it's a soppy word and we're talking about 21st century professional sport we're talking about leading managing coaching we're talking about getting results making profits winning trophies if that's in your in your thing creating successful organizations getting people on board and i'm here talking to you about love well you know believe you me we are all human beings human beings are what makes the world go round and human beings fundamentally if you believe all the literature that's gone before everybody wants to be loved and if people feel loved and happy they will achieve far more so let's not hide away from that fact but let's understand that whatever that means to you next one i love this shakespeare's walks through this in enormous detail trust yourself to thine own self be true no matter what you read no matter who you associate with no matter what your great mentors say ultimately you have to filter that information and trust yourself because you are on your journey on your plateau riding the crest of your wave walking through your own valley albeit with other people but only you really know what's right for you and if you follow what's in your heart and emotionally it feels the best way to go it's a great feeling to trust yourself so take this away and as Tol Tolstoy implores us in this month of January, trust yourself. So if you believe that a young player, look at your young players and if you believe they need something and it's in their best interest, trust yourself. If you have a thought process about a way to play, a way to coach, a way to lead, then trust yourself. Live and die by your own decisions. It's a great place to be. People will follow you because they will admire your confidence. Brian Clough, one of the most outspoken, divisive people who have graced the 20th century in English football. A hero to many, a villain to some others. You know, love him or hate him. Brian Clough inspired people and created or led an organization or organizations because of his self-belief and confidence. He trusted in himself when nobody else did because he achieved things that nobody actually thought was possible. That ability is open 
to you to trust yourself. Next one, recognize the divinity in every being. So if somebody doesn't align themselves with your philosophy, if somebody has an opposing view to you, to you, they're not here to do what you say. They are not here to follow you blindly. They are a divine being with their own thought processes, their own drives, their own ambitions. Recognize that. Work with those who want to work with you. But trying to change people is over the long term. History will tell us that it will fail. Be humble. A lack of humility when things are going well. We're on the crest of a wave. We seem to be at the top of our game. We are achieving things. It, what do they say? The ego or the opposite of humility. It's a funny disease. It makes everybody sick except the person who has it. You think about your own situation, go back in your own mind and think about in your organizations, the people who you like working with, are they humble? Do they have a humility? Or are they dictator types who believe it's them who created that success and try and let you know that that's the case? Which kind of person would you rather be and which kind of person do you believe in the long run achieves more? I think humility is enormous. Jordan Peterson jumps to mind with this one. Next one, be responsible. Who is responsible for your life? Hopefully it's you, nobody else. Who's responsible for you if you're angry because you're in a traffic jam and you're late for a meeting? Seemingly it's the other drivers. Ultimately it's better, I believe, to assume that responsibility yourself. Responsibility for what? Well, response, how you respond ability your ability to respond so it doesn't mean that you you cause that traffic jam what it means is you are responsible you are saying i can react respond i can do whatever i choose consciously to do as a response to this situation that's what responsibility means so if we take that on board it gives us that enormous amount of control and you can Help your players, as Dan Abrahams in some of his great posts talked about. It's not about us being great teachers. It's about us inspiring and passing on, whether we do that and people thank us for it or not, or recognize us or not. It's about us facilitating in people the belief that they can do it themselves. They are responsible and have that ability to respond effectively and create and go out and, and achieve what they can. You know, we don't want to make people re- reliant on us. We want to make them independent beings who can grow and grow and grow and go, oh, do you know what? I can do this. And, and that's what that responsibility means for me anyway. Next one, judge not. Ooh, again, condemnation, criticism. The number of times I find myself making calls and judgments and I love it now when I'm proved wrong because it shows me a pattern of thought that actually I was too hasty. I have my own filters that are just built up from the life experience that I've been blessed with. But actually, if we have much more of an open mind, but you know, we make a call when we have to with all the relevant information, then it's a great place to be. And sometimes those decisions, when we need to make a judgment call are not always that simple. They're not always binary decisions, are they? I'm all in or I'm all out based on one set of information. Sometimes we have to take our time and we have to take different perspectives, develop that ability to listen to other people 
and take on board what it is they are they are saying. So be careful or don't be too hasty to judge. Learn from the bad things that you encounter as well as the good. We all can have individual circumstances in our lives that we come across, whether we come across them consciously or unconsciously. Our leaders, we can think and see things that go on and think, ooh, that's uncomfortable. I don't think that's working. How would I do? How would I behave? How would I react in that situation? If that's what happens to you and you're in a situation where you think, you know what, this is not great. It doesn't feel great. The outcome's not what I would have expected. And I actually think I can see that somebody else is acting in a way that's not positive. We can either react, you know, in in a similar way and, and engage in a negative thought process or we can respond positively and say, well, actually, that person's where they are. They're doing what they think's best. But actually, in the cold light of day, with some thought process and a, and a rational mind, I think the best way to act would be this. Now, whether I need to communicate that or not, that's not the question here. What I'm saying is we can learn from the fact. And that's what experience is all about, isn't it? Or one of the things that experience is all about. Remember that our journeys appear physical, don't they? So, listen, you know, I don't want to be too philosophical about this, but sometimes... This is related to often what Dan Abrahams talks about, that that people's abilities that come out on a football pitch, those young players who show us what they can do and the people who in life are at the top of their game. Internally, at that point in time, at that moment in time, they are in a harmonious place. They are in a good place because people who are in a good place in life, in their mind, will produce good results individuals and go back in your own mind when you are not in a good place you may have suffered a divorce you may have suffered a trauma there may have been a family bereavement financially you may have been hit hard life throws things at us and often at that time we are not at our best and it's not likely that we will be producing our very best results easily and I've had a great conversation with a coach this week who works abroad and one of the things he talked about admirably and and it kind of gave me a lot of reassurance of this guy's character was that he understood that being in a good place internally is a prerequisite of being in a great place externally and you know we are yes improving our lives improving our results winning trophies performing consistently well getting our team and our players on blob, getting them all aligned, getting our vision to actually manifest the work is an internal one first. Okay, make sure that everything we do has a meaning. And again, I go back to Dan Abrahams, it's about giving your life meaning, your process meaning. What? Why is it meaningful to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, to be in the pool at 5.45 in the morning and do X hundred meters of swimming. Why is it important that my equipment is clean and ready to use? What is the meaning behind it? Because it is my identity. You know, it's about this identity. We've talked about it in a previous podcast. If we can get our people, the people we love, the people we care for, the people we want to help to excel, if we can get them and ourselves to to have an identity, then we will act within that identity and toward an in an aligned state with that identity. And if it has a meaning for us, 
just like that, this book that I'm reading of, it has a meaning for me. It is a meaningless bunch of, of pieces of paper stuck together with some ink on it. But to me, as I said, it's a million dollars. It's not even a million dollars. It, it's it's unfathomable because the, the information in this book, I could go out and personally use and it could mean more to me and give me more happiness, joy and success than I could put a price on. So it is a meaning situation, but to somebody else it's useless. So be proud of your life and be proud of what it is you're doing with your people, your leadership, your management, your coaching, your journey, but give it a meaning to you because ultimately that's all that matters. Going back to the thought process about no man is an island. I'm just going to underline what Tolstoy says. Remember, we are all part of the great whole, the circle of life, the Tao. We are not on our own. Next one, Memento Mori. This is Ryan Holiday who talks about this regularly. Memento Mori, develop an understanding of things beyond your sport, things beyond your daily life. And he's talking about here about life and death. And the reason he's talking about life and death is because according to statistics, according to the studies that are done, the fear of death is the greatest fear that people have. So let's be honest about it. Let's have a philosophy that helps us understand that we're all mortal human beings as far as we know. We're born. We have this life, however long that is. And then we won't physically be here anymore. Now, whatever your, whatever your thought processes are, I'm not trying to influence that. I'm just trying to say to you that for me personally, understanding that we are mortally finite as far as we know, then it helps you to kind of put it to bed and stop worrying about it so you can get on with the rest of your life. It's getting that another little bit of dirt out of the machine so it runs smoothly. And sometimes I think are people who are interested in leadership, managing and coaching thinking, what on earth is he on about? Well... I strongly believe it in what I am saying and I think it will make you a much better coach, leader and manager and somebody who will be much more present and able to focus by listening to some of this wisdom that uh, I'm just passing on. It's certainly not come from me. Okay, we've mentioned this slightly before but nearly there at the end, beware of anger and rage. Do not let anger and rage change your life. We are human beings, we are subject to emotion we get angry, that is part of life, but do not let it embroil you. We all know stories, how many people can recognize somebody in their life who, no matter how many times they meet them over a period of years, still talks about the same thing that upset them two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, sometimes 50 years ago, because they became immersed in that anger and that rage and they have never let it go. It will Ruin the person who experiences it, not the person who is it. it is aimed at. Beware of it. Learn to deal with it. Remember that it is not where we are that matters. It is the direction of our travel. Because there's a life moves on, things change. Remember that everything passes, everything comes, everything goes. And we can endure anything for a moment but if it's the direct if we're aimed in the right direction the journey of life will take us towards the place we want to go we might not be in the perfect place and a missile on the way to its destination apparently is off course 90% of the time but it self corrects goes off course self corrects goes off course and it's the direction of travel 
and just a one degree change in the direction of travel over a long period of time will make all the difference. If you are two degrees off in your direction and you stay two degrees off after X amount of time, six months or a year or five hours of travel, you will be a long way off course. But if you self-correct and you keep self-correcting and you go back to that process of asking that question, am I on course? Can I correct? You will be on the right track. Last two, do the basics well. You know, this is a little bit like the 80-20 rule, so well written about. 80% of your results will come from 20% of your activity. So if you really focus and become excellent at those that 20% and hone it down and focus on the activities that are the most successful and most productive and profitable with your players, if you've got a player, you've got an athlete who needs to focus, who is brilliant at doing this and this, this you know, or, or your team that, that get the vast majority of their success from doing this and you focus on that, logically you will get 80% of your results from doing that. So that things like that, that self-awareness is well worth time invested. Last thing from Tolstoy for January is balance your giving and receiving. And for me, if you want a little bit of a personal intake into that, that applies to everything. It's not just financial. It's certainly, it's about time and it's about recuperation. You know, the great people in life who give and give and give and give have to have a period of time where they get their recovery and their recuperation and their silence and their their time away so that they can afford to come back and they've got loads to give. You know, you need your eight to nine hours sleep every night if you're going to be a successful athlete, a successful individual. You need your nutrition. You cannot just keep giving and giving and giving because that tank needs to be replenished and refilled in whatever way, whether that's spiritual or physical or psychological. Okay, so there we go. We got some great advice from the great philosopher Leo Tolstoy just for January. And I hope that there's tons of things in there that you can apply to your coaching. You can apply to your leadership, to your own life, and you can take away. This is the first in a series of 12. Going to be bringing the others to you as the months pass. And uh, take it away. Enjoy and profit. Hopefully, you've got absolutely tons out of that. If you want to connect with me, you want to let me know what you think, got some thoughts on it, got things you want to talk about, you'd like to cover, connect with me on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, or check out the website www.robriles.co.uk. Share the podcast, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and um, I'll catch you again. Great to have you as always. Appreciate your time. Bye-bye.